Chicks. Okay, welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And today's podcast, we were talking about something that I love talking about. And I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while on the podcast. And that is nutrition. I love, 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 love talking about nutrition, nutrition, habits, nutrition, recipes, nutrition, ideas, nutrition, mindset shifts, all of the things, right? And I just have had this passion for nutrition. I feel like my entire life, but what I didn't realize was when I first really started getting into nutrition, I actually got into it like many of you have, because I was obsessed with losing weight when I was younger. So I went on my first diet, I think around 13 years old, my mom was on a diet and um, I had gone through puberty and obviously my body changed a lot. And I was like, what is happening? Um, And it just ended up spiraling into years and years of diet roller coasters and self-loathing and all of the things. But you know, I always believe too that there is good that comes out of challenging times. And one of the things that really came out for me during that time was I started reading a lot about different diets. So it wasn't like I just tried, you know, like a cabbage soup diet, which I did try, (laughs) but I tried a lot of different diets. And in that process though, you know, I was doing everything from low carb, I was doing low fat, I did high fat, I did, um, you know, Weight Watchers. I did Jenny Craig. Did I do Jenny Craig? No, I don't think so. Um, But I did do Weight Watchers. I did like so many different types of diets. But the thing that was great was I like when I went into it, I just loved reading about all the nutrition side of it. So there were so many pieces along the way that I started to learn. And then just starting to do my own research and reading, you know, school nutrition textbooks and naturopathic textbooks and all of these things which then led me eventually to become a nutritionist and all of this stuff, because I just thought there was so much like conflicting information, but also it was so, so many things were so hard to implement and they did not get results. So they were really, you get that quick fix result, but they weren't something that you could thrive on for the long term. So even though for me, like I said, it was a challenging time, it was the thing that really sparked my passion into nutrition. I also loved reading recipe books. So I loved reading about, you know, all of these recipe books, everything from, I live in Canada. So everything from Looney Spoons, which is one of my favorite. I also love Yum and Yummer um, to, you know, Julia Child and all these different types of recipes. And then what I would do is I would start to try to make them healthier for myself and then eventually for my clients. So taking, you know, an idea of, let's say a certain um, chicken dish or a smoothie, and then how do I make that in a way that then they're going to get the most benefits from their nutrition as well as whatever their goals are. So I love talking about this topic. So what we're talking about today is kind of Typically, I I talk a lot about weight loss because we have our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach Certification, which we have starting October 31st. If you want to check out more information, you can go to fitchicksacademy.com forward slash HWLC. But I just love talking about nutrition tips in general for coaches because I think it's one of the most hardest and most challenging things for most coaches to do is help their clients shift their nutrition. Um. So many of us have just so many layers of history with food 
whether that be, you know, we have a cultural relationship with it, we have a religious relationship with it, we have, um, you know, different comfort foods from our childhood. Many of us have used food to buffer emotions or food as our enemy, um, use it for emotions, an emotional outlet for comfort. So there's so many layers when it comes to helping your clients transition um, into, into a new, new way of eating right? Because you also are dealing with, and we really dive into this in this, in the certification, you're not just dealing with the emotional relationship they have with food and that they have with nutrition, but you're also possibly dealing with their body being out of balance. So if they've been eating highly processed foods or binge eating or eating all day long or um, not, not understanding how to balance their meals, they could be dealing with imbalanced blood sugar, or they could have insulin resistance or all of these things that could be leading to making it more challenging for them to make changes as well as increased cravings, which makes changing your nutrition terrible, um, increased cravings, any type of, um, of that kind of, you know, when your body feels like I call it hangry, you know, when you want to rip the cupboards off, that's usually when your blood sugar is imbalanced and you're eating too many processed foods. Um, so it's really hard to start to change nutrition when you're working with a body that is working against your goals. And then you also have this whole mindset piece that you have to work on as well, which is why we talk about nutrition habits and mindset, all of that in the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification. So today I just want to talk about some simple tips that we can start to either add to your life. If you're coaching, you can start to add to your clients' lives as we shift into the cooler months. So it is where I live, we get snow and it's about to be very cold. And as that shift happens, I tend to really like to encourage my clients and my students to start to eat around the seasons. And the reason being is it's usually cheaper. You usually also can get access to, you know, really fresh um, vegetables and things like that, that are growing during that season. Now, of course, we live in Canada. So when it comes to wintertime, you know, we're not getting fresh kale unless we're getting it flown in or it's grown in a greenhouse. So that's when you would go for more frozen or things like that. But even experiencing and eating more of the vegetables that are in season around that time. Now, what's interesting too is typically around the time of fall and winter, the foods that are available are more starchier, right? They are more root vegetables. Um and things like that, because of course they grow under the ground and in a winterized month, it's going to die <laughs> with the snow. So they do tend to be a little bit higher in the glycemic, um, on the glycemic index and tend to be more starchier. So that's why I always say too, I love frozen vegetables. I love flash freezing. I love buying things or canning or, you know, in the summer months, if you can get things, if you're into that, or you can just literally buy things that you could have in your freezer to be able to experience that the other low glycemic vegetables all year long. But the first thing that, uh, sorry, other than eating seasonally, so having, you know, trying to eat things that are around the season is cheaper. You're going to get things that are fresher, that are more nutritionally dense. They're not flying across the country or flying in from other countries. And um, also it just is a really great way to connect to what's going on with mother earth right now, right? Like where you live and what is going and mother nature, what is in season. And there are different diets. There are different, um, 
you know, philosophies around eating around what is in season also because of what your body needs. So for example, during the summer months, you'd be eating things that are lighter, like greens and watery vegetables, like the low glycemic vegetables, like cucumbers and tomatoes and and lettuces and kales, because they're very light, right? Whereas in the um, the winter months, you'll be eating more grounding, more warming, more calming foods that are things that are heavier and that are more starchy, still natural, real whole foods. But it's the idea that with the seasons, that this is what our body requires. So there's different theories around nutrition. But what I like to do, like I said, is just to really give some ideas of how can we start to shift some of the things we might have been doing in the summertime to move it into the fall and to be able to help our clients do the same thing and experience some really great benefits. So the first thing is, um, is I love smoothies. You guys know this. I talk about smoothies all the time. I teach about weight loss approved green smoothies and I love smoothies. However, I love them cold. Like I like adding frozen fruits. So they're slushy and they're, they're really cold, like a milkshake. But in the winter time, that is not really what I'm craving. That is not what my body feels like it likes. I get cold very naturally. And same thing for a lot of clients, right? They want something more soothing. So one of the things I love to do, and this is my first tip, is to warm up your smoothies. Now, of course, there are things that you're going to have to change within what the ingredients are. But if you're following, we give you guys a chart at FitChicks Academy of how to build a blood sugar balancing, weight loss approved green smoothie, or if it's not weight, just even a nutritionally balanced smoothie uh, to make sure you're hitting all the marks. But some of those ingredients might not be conducive to being warmed up. So let's say, for example, maybe warm kale is not the most tastiest thing. Um, However, you can move things around. So for example, if you were going to do a smoothie, maybe it's going to be with, let's say, chocolate almond milk. You can make it almost like a hot chocolate. So unsweetened chocolate almond milk. You're going to add um, a scoop of natural protein powder to that. You're going to add in some... um, instead of having fro- like I use a lot of frozen berries and things like that. So you could add in some taking your berries instead of going right from the freezer, having them at room temperature. So defrosting them in advance and blending those in, adding in some supplements, some things like um, collagen and things like that. And then if you wanted to add in some greens, I always recommend also having a really good greens powder for the winter time. If you're going to do warmer green smoothies, because again, warmed up vegetables, don't always taste the best. Now, my tip for the warm having warmed up vegetables though is adding more soups in. So what I have typically done with clients in the past is I because I find that the smoothies that taste good that are warmed up are kind of more limited, I really encourage my my clients and my students to switch from doing smoothies in the summertime and then going to soups in the in the fall and the winter. Because you can not only make huge batches, which is the best way to meal prep, because you could do a big, if you have the Instant Pot, which is fabulous, make big big batches of soup. Um, You also can just have straight bone broth, which is so healing to the body, so nutritionally dense, and have that to sip on in between meals that, again, is adding so much nutrition to the body without being super, you know, hard to make or hard to put together. You just warm up, you make your bone broth in the instant pot, you throw all your bones in, you throw your veggies in, you turn it on, add water, hit the bone broth thing, and you've got bone broth in an hour and a half. It's amazing. Not 
not to say back in the old day when you have to do the pot and simmer it all over. It was so time consuming. But you could do bone broth, but then you also then take that bone broth and then turn that into a soup. So this is where we can start to add in all those seasonal vegetables. So things like sweet potatoes and carrots and parsnips um, and giving a really fibrous, um, robust soup. We can add in some protein to be able to turn it into a complete and three, um, add some healthy fats in there. So we could be adding different things, of course, too. Maybe you're just, you know, drizzling um, a little bit of olive oil over top. Or if you're using a bone broth, you typically have fats from the bone broth as well that are um, included. So it's just a really amazing way to be able to nourish the body, fill yourself up, but also it transitions really well into fall. And it's great for portable lunches. And like I said, you can make them complete in three. You can pack them full of veggies. So what I typically do with mine is I love, let's say, for example, if I'm making chicken soup, I'll do all the bones. I will add the chicken for the protein. So I make my bone broth. I add the chicken back for the protein. I add in a ton of low glycemic vegetables. So I add in frozen kale, um, onions. I add in um, different like celery. I uh, What else do I add in? I add in celery. I add in tomatoes. So I just pack it full of low glycemic vegetables, which of course help to fill us up and give us a ton of nutrition as well. And then I add in seasonal, um, seasonal starchier vegetables. So things like carrots, fresh carrots, um, parsnips, I'll add in sweet potatoes. And then I might also, if I want to add in some more fiber, or I want a little bit more denser soup, I might add in a little bit of quinoa or brown rice as well to be able to bulk it up. So that is a perfect, you've got your protein from the chicken, you've got your healthy fats from, um, of course, from the bone broth. And again, if you want to add a drizzle of something, or you want to add a little bit of, let's say, um, cheese or something that's going to add a little bit more fat to it as well, you can add that. But I just find it's such an amazing way to have a large amount of food prepped. It's portable, it's easy, it's delicious. And of course, you're getting all of those benefits just like you do with your smoothies. Okay, so you can either warm your smoothies or do soups. I like that little alternating. Um, The second thing is hydration, right? So this is another nutrition tip as the seasons change. Our clients need to stay hydrated, right? We all need to stay hydrated. And most of us are not drinking enough water. So we want to have between two to three liters of water a day as a woman. This can be very challenging in the wintertime, right? It's chilly. We don't want to be drinking cold water all day long. So a couple of the tips I always give to my students and clients is number one, go for room temperature water. This is a really great way too that um, I find a lot of times in the summer, again, cooler water, ice water, but then even just shifting to warm uh, room temperature can be really a huge change and make it easier to consume more water. The second thing is, of course, you could have boiling water with lemon. I love this first thing in the morning to be able to, to you know, add digestive fire, get things moving. It's just a really great way to start off the day. Um, but for some people too, they just find that a little bit bland. But this is my number one that I go to for hydration is herbal teas. We tend to forget that herbal teas are really just water with herbs infused in them. So things like mint tea, things like chamomile tea, 
Um, there's so many different beautiful teas now that are herbal. We want to make sure it's herbal though, because it's caffeine free. So the reason why we want to be caffeine free is not because caffeine is bad, but it's just that caffeine is dehydrating. So when we're trying to add more hydration, we don't want to be dehydrating at the same time. Right? So when we're having things like, you know, all of these beautiful different herbal teas that are out there now, there's everything from fruit teas to flower teas to, um, basil, there is turmeric teas. There are so many of them. You just have to make sure you look for caffeine-free or herbal tea on it. But it's a great way, again, to add that warmth and you're still getting your water intake in. And whatever you save, so let's say you end up, um, you know, you don't drink all of it. You can always save it and put it into your warm smoothie the next day. So if you have peppermint tea left over and you're like, oh, I'm going to make a peppermint smoothie hot chocolate in the morning, um, you don't have to throw it out. Okay. So it's a really great way to do that. Now, the third nutrition tip that I have for fall is adding more apple cider vinegar into your food. Now, this is something that there's been a lot of research on apple cider vinegar, especially when it comes to being able to help to support blood sugar balance as well, uh, sorry, blood sugar levels, as well as insulin sensitivity. So, not to get too techie on you, but we want to be sensitive to insulin, right? When our insulin is sensitive, it means it's working properly. When our insulin is resistant, it means it's not working properly. So some of my students get confused with that because they're like, wait a second, if you're sensitive to gluten, that like means you have an allergy to gluten, right? Or um, an intolerance to gluten. Whereas if you are sensitive to insulin, it's a good thing. So sometimes those words can be a little bit confusing. But in all reality, we, we want to be more sensitive sensitive to insulin. It means it's doing its job properly. So when we're talking about apple cider vinegar, it's a really great way that you can it's and add this to your clients' nutrition plans or have them just add a little tablespoon or two tablespoons in. What's great too is apple cider vinegar. You can add it into your bone broth when you're making it because it actually helps to draw the minerals out of your bones. So your um, your bone broth becomes more nutritionally dense as well. But it's been shown to help promote weight loss, to speed up metabolism, to reduce bloating, water retention, to help our bodies digest better. Um, It's very, very powerful. So some simple ways that you could do it is having it, like I said, adding it to soups where it's not super strong. If you are going to toss, let's say roasted vegetables, it's a really nice vinaigrette. So thinking of lemon on potatoes, you could also add in, um, you know, olive oil and a little bit of apple cider vinegar and lemon and some herbs to toss roasted vegetables in. Um, you also can just drink it in water or do shots of it. If you're someone who actually can do that, which I still find that a little bit intense, but I do know people who just literally down tablespoons of it before eating something. But there's been studies that people who have vinegar before they eat higher glycemic meals, that their blood sugar is reduced by up to 35%, which is crazy. And it's also why, which is interesting, um, the Japanese, when they eat white rice, there is a, a rice wine vinegar, right? Because the vinegar slows down the amount of um, the, the speed of the, that their blood sugar rises. So it's these little tips of getting that. And also the thing that's great is apples are in season right now. So depending on where you live, you can get some really awesome apple cider vinegar from farms that is homemade, that is home fermented. And um, you can get all the benefits of it, whether you're adding it to salad dressings, to soups, to dressings for vegetables, adding it into, I do a lot of um, dishes like quinoa, 
and brown rice and mixing that into a dressing that could soak into it or just adding a little bit after you cook. Nice little tang, but also you're getting all these other amazing benefits for your nutrition. So those are my nutrition tips for fall. I hope they were super helpful. I hope these are three ways you could start to shift your nutrition into the colder months, but still get all the amazing benefits. And of course, we are heading into our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach Certification. It's starting October 31st. I'm so excited. I love this program. Um, You will become a certified Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coach. You learn everything about holistic weight loss from the perspective of nutrition, from mindset, from habits. You also learn how to coach clients to a transformation as well as you get access once you graduate to all of the done for you materials to work with clients. You don't have to worry about putting things together. You just have to show up and coach. So it's super awesome. It's one of the biggest, uh, one of my most favorite things to actually coach on. And again, even today in this podcast, going back to thinking about when I was 13 years old and talking about, you know, my initial interest in food, which was because I was interested in weight loss and how much confusing, conflicting and wrong information there was out there. I love how it's all come full circle into the certification where I can share how to actually create holistic, sustainable, long-term results, not only for you, but for your clients too. Okay, guys, have an amazing fall. Let me know what nutrition you are eating, you are enjoying, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. My name is Jennifer, and I'm a Fit Chicks certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor, certified holistic nutritionist with the Edison Institute, and founder of Jenny Rose Fit. I work exclusively with women where I provide one-on-one custom online coaching services to help them achieve total health in mind, body, and soul. Most recently, I now offer virtual training classes through my monthly membership portal. Since launching my online business at the height of the global pandemic, I have coached over 30 women one-on-one who have undergone some amazing physical and mental transformations. I've also held outdoor booty camp classes in the summer and transitioned those classes online to a virtual training space. I'm already in the process of expanding my virtual training platform and plan to launch these new additions by the second quarter of this year. Three things that blow my mind that I have experienced during the program and since I've graduated is number one, burnout is real. Be sure to prioritize that me time and let go of the things that no longer serve you. More isn't always better. Number two, always stay on top of the latest health trends and studies. This industry is always changing. So be open to learning and continuing to hone your craft. Number three, health and fitness is not a one size fits all. Identify your core values, but keep in mind, it may not always be in alignment with your clients. Be flexible, but do not compromise your personal beliefs. It's okay to say no if something doesn't feel right. The biggest piece of advice I would give to anyone looking to get started and build their own fitness and nutrition business is don't be afraid to ask for help and do not compare. We all start somewhere. You can check me out on my Instagram at Jenny Rose Fit. That's J-E-N-N-I-I-R-O-S-E-F-I-T or on my website at www.jennyrosefit.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.